This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, this is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. Law Asia 365 is a consultancy firm that specializes in knowledge management for the legal practice. Founded by Alan Chin in 2018, it aims to help legal firms function more efficiently and happily through provision of customized solutions ranging from process management, client relationship management, branding and marketing to legal tech development services. And the goal is to bridge the gap between the legal, technology and business world. Hi, Adeline. Hi, Frida. All right. So this is, is it Law Asia 365, Law Asia 365? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. Okay. Now you founded this in 2018, right? So what made you decide to start this? Um, I started this because when I was interning in my second year of law school, I realized that there are a lot of operations within the law firm that requires innovation. There are things that we don't need to do repeatedly, such as filling in forms for courts, or filling in forms for the land office, for conveyancing matters, for instance. And I just thought that I don't need to step into a filing room where it's so dusty and archaic and I have to sneeze every single time I have to retrieve an old file, right? There must be a better way. So I started Voyager 365 to help with efficiency, yeah. Okay, so this was like, I just don't want to go into a dusty room was the motivation to start this. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, you have customized solutions ranging from process management, client relationship manager, uh, management to marketing and branding, right? Can you paint a picture uh, for me, a customer or a scenario when it comes to process management and how some processes are so archaic? Um, I think the processes are the way it is because the industry itself works on precedent. So how common law happens is we follow whatever has been decided previously and then we work on it and grow it based on what the society needs and wants. And the industry itself has become like that because we always need to learn from the past, we have to refer from the past and we cannot defer too far away from it. Um, so I, I, I can't blame the process for being archaic. Right. It is the way it is. So the, the way we work for branding and marketing, for instance, some of our clients are not even Malaysian. Uh, we have clients like Queen's Council, Arbitrators, um, Silks internationally from Singapore, Australia, the UK, who come uh, in with us. And we work together with giants in the industry, such as people like David Grief who is um, a senior clerk and he's very good at what he does. And we just help them to network with people if they want to enter into a new market. Right. Uh, we place them in the right place with the right people to have good conversations. And that's how they grow their network. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. so interesting that you you say this, right? Like we follow precedents. We, and just because that is the case, it doesn't mean the way of delivering it needs to be archaic. Right, exactly. but people think yeah. because it's always been done this way, so everything has to be done this way, uh, and it's not necessarily the case, right? So, so you work beyond legal firms, as you say. Yes, I work beyond legal firms. We have taken in um, legal tech companies from mm-hmm. outside of Malaysia who is looking to enter the Southeast Asian market, for instance. Mm-hmm. So we help them to do more analytical work, market mm-hmm. data. Uh, research and just to see whether it is a fit for them to enter into this market or not so they don't spend tremendous amounts right right 
So if you talk about these sort of companies together with legal firms, right, what kind of numbers are we looking at in Malaysia? This kind of companies as in together with legal firms, are you mm. asking about le- yeah. the number of legal firms in Malaysia? Mm-hmm. Um, here in Malaysia, we have about 21,000-odd law firms mm-hmm. and most of it are concentrated in the client valley. Okay. Now, what about client relationship management and how this can be improved? What do you mean here? So, client relationship management is several parts. One of it is business development for the lawyer themselves or the law firm that we take in as clients or retainer. The other part is actually workflow processes within the law firm. So, we realize that a lot of law firms don't really track their client life cycle very well. They don't know how to really grow a client base and they don't have a database on it. So law firms conventionally, uh, if they don't leverage on technology, are just sitting on a mountain of data that they have no clue how to use and how right. to monetize and grow. Right. So we help them to come up with a way that they could see how their clients behave which industry they are in, for instance, and how they are looking to grow and what kind of needs they have. So instead of working on a knee-jerk kind of reaction, whatever comes you take and then you work on it, right. uh, you have at least a projection of what will be happening, right? Mm. So that's how we help. And then we help them to build network with the clients as well. Right. Okay, so it's not just about running a legal firm, but you obviously you have to run it like a business, right? And you, these are things that need to... To, to look at, right, uh, projections and what have you. Um, what about branding and marketing? And, I, and I'm just, maybe it's just law firms, right? I know law firms can't advertise in the conventional sense. So what are the solutions here when you talk about branding and marketing? So the solutions that we provide for branding and marketing can be low-hanging fruit to high-level strategic uh, branding and marketing exercises. Mm. The low-hanging fruits would be things like we help you do white-label articles. So we mm. have a team of content writers that will help you write um, content that can be posted either on your law firm blog or your LinkedIn or even um, right. other newsletters that the law firm is sending out. And you can put your label on it. It's white-label, so we have ghostwriters. And right. all our ghostwriters are legally trained. So you can, be, you can rest assured that they write things that are uh, legally accurate. <laughs> okay, okay. Such such an interesting aspect, right? I mean, so it's like a thought leadership piece and things like that, which is not advertising, but it is, you know, a, a, a branding uh, uh, their services and all that. Right, okay. Um, you know, in terms of what you set up with Law Asia 365, is the largest investment, I guess, in the technology or is it in finding the talent? What has it been? So um, for Law Asia 365, the biggest investment that we make is in finding talent. Not so much the technology. Honestly, because we are a startup, we look all over the place for things that we can use for free, but without compromising data protection as right. well as privacy. So we use a whole bunch of um, solutions internally to track our progress, to track uh, the people that we network with and the databases but we invest heavily on the people that we want to work with. Right. So we do our background checks and uh, go through CVs and stuff like that. So are they in your employment or do you work with them on a freelance basis? 
We work a lot on a freelance basis simply because the needs of our clients differ. Right. But we are looking to expand this year into a full-fledged team. And uh, yeah, we are looking to hire quite a bit this year. So that's the, the big plan for uh, 2022. Now, I also know that you're the co-chair of the Asia-Pacific Legal Innovation and Technology Association, or ALITA. We'll talk about that in just a moment. I'm here with Alan Chin from Law Asia 365. You're listening to Enterprise. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Build Fairer Malaysia. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. I'm here with uh, Adeline Chin from Law Asia 365. And Law Asia 365 is a consultancy firm that specializes in knowledge management for the legal practice. And so, you know, uh, Adeline, one of the things that you talked about, that you're also the co-chair of the Asia Pacific Legal Innovation and Technology Association, very nicely called ALITA. And ALITA is a regional network uh, uniting over 10 countries in the Asia Pacific with a shared purpose to drive collaboration, legal innovation, technology in the region. Tell me a little bit about ALITA and some of the initiatives there. So ALITA is an organization that got kickstarted more than two years ago. And we got together as uh, the founding steering committee because we are all under this initiative that is global called Legal Hackers. Mm. So I got to know a lot of these good people within my steering committee from Legal Hackers movement. And from there, we realized that in the Asia-Pacific region, there is no uniting factor for people who are within the legal innovation and legal tech space. Mm. And we wanted to recognize the efforts as well as the innovation that has been going on in the Asia-Pacific space. And it is growing tremendously fast. And we've just no place to record and recognize all of it. So we created Alita. That's how it came about. Right. Okay. And you know, what has uh, the, the progress been like for the last two years? So for the last two years, we have done a number of things. Some are things that we really wanted to do from the start and some are things that we are experimenting on. We have grown from um, zero members to 250 plus organizational members across the world. And that includes large law firms like Clifford Chance, um, Northern Rose Fulbright. Uh, it includes huge legal tech players like LexisNexis, uh, Sweden Maxwell. So we are growing in that sense and we have a lot of um, gratefulness for the steering committee members in the past term as well as this term. Right. So some of the projects are pretty fun. Um, right. Awards, papers, yeah. Okay, so when you look at the Asia-Pacific countries, I guess these were former Commonwealth countries. Is that is that a uniting factor or does it matter? It really doesn't matter. So we look at geographically what's within Asia-Pacific, which mm. covers a huge ground. Mm. So within our steering committee alone, we have members from here, of course, Malaysia. We have from Singapore. That is where the organization is actually incorporated. Right. And um, other steel co members from um, South Korea, Hong Kong, Japan, oh. up to Russia. You're not going to bar Russia. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> when you look at what's happening, uh, you know, on a global scale, from the just from the members, what 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 countries do you feel are progressive? Uh, have made great inroads, uh, you know, some some stories that we can learn from. 
I think the in Southeast Asia, the most progressive one would be Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason is because there is a cascading support system from the Singaporean government to initiate a lot of innovation within the legal fraternity. Mm-hmm. And it is one of their focus as well. And the growing innovation um, venues within Southeast Asia would also be places like Vietnam, um, Indonesia is doing fantastic, mm. and other places like Hong Kong, I mean, they have been the financial hub for the longest time. So having a legal innovation and legal tech growing within that area is, I think, very foreseeable. So right. those are some of the places. Yeah, when you look at, uh, you know, like certain industries like education or healthcare, right, in terms of how companies, how these industries have pivoted and changed, I think the legal ones have not really made uh, great changes and pivots if it wasn't, you know, um, and thanks to technology, we can now do that, right? But in legal, yeah, they're growing. We are. <laughs> okay. Now, you also have a bookstore. So many things you're doing called Cyrus. Is that a physical bookstore or online? We want to keep our overheads low. So it is a pure digital bookstore. We have apps on Android and iOS as well. It's the first of its kind here in Malaysia, a digital law bookstore. Right. So yeah, it's called Cyrus Bookstore. Okay. And again, you know, what, what led you to starting that? It's a funny story. Um, going on an entrepreneurship route wasn't initially my ambition at all. So starting the bookstore before I uh, went into this Law Asia 365 venture was because my husband Mm. uh, has been in the law book publishing and retailing line for a good number of years and he wanted to do something bigger. He wanted to do it differently than what is in the industry itself. So the industry itself has been rather constrained in the way it operates and we just have the ambition to level the playing field. That's, that's our motto in Cyrus Bookstore, leveling the playing field. So um, promote transparency, better prices, better service for everyone. Right. Okay. So that's, uh, the, that's, the, phys- that's the online store. Uh, no plans of physical doesn't make sense in this space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you're right, Peter. Okay. Now, when you look at the 2022, I know you shared a little bit, but if you talking about the plans for this year for your different entities, what are we, what are we foreseeing? Perhaps for Alita and for for Cyrus. Okay. Um, maybe we'll start with Cyrus first. So for Cyrus, we are looking to actually improve the UI and the UX user interface and user experience for our customers better. Uh, we want to look to expand the team so that logistically as well as services, we could improve on them. So that's that's the usual business thing to do, right? For Alita, we have lots of plans. So right now I'm working on a project called Women in uh, Legal Innovation. And right. I've been working with a couple of parties. We will be announcing plans really soon um, since you know International Women's Day is coming up as well. So we, we are looking to... I'll probably make a, a little announcement here and there within the month. Okay, so, and I know Law Asia 365, you were saying that you'd definitely be hiring more talent and the other things that we, we're looking at? Yeah, so for Law Asia 365, we're looking to move into a new location for our office. Ah. So we have moved out of Hartamas and we are 
going into AIAC, the arbitration centre, and that's where we're going to be located. Right. So there's going to be a physical move. Uh, yes. And of course, you know, uh, hiring more people as well to support the very thing. So uh, thanks, uh, Adlin, for, for shedding some light on the world, the legal world. Uh, Adlin Chin from uh, Law Asia 365. You've been listening to Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.